Hey everybody, it's Left Look. Welcome back. It is the week of the September the 29th. I'm hanging out here with my two bestest buddies, Jacob. Hello. And DJ. Hi. And uh, we've we've got a show lined up for you today. We we're gonna talk about well, we're gonna talk about the new leader of the Conservative Party here in Canada, for sure. And then if we've got time, maybe uh, the conservative leader stuff. of Italy. Oh, yeah. Italy. She's not yeah. technically elected yet, I told you. I don't really understand the parliamentary procedures, but I've read the ha- headlines over and over again that she's just likely to succeed to the position. It's not, like, wrapped yet. Mm. That is wild to me. Does, but does she need to be, like confirmed by i assume it's something like that i didn't look into it but parliamentarian procedure is what i chalked it up to in my head when i was reading about it earlier she did Mm. win the election though right uh yes yes okay confirmed sounds like the best fucking that's a good word to use yeah i wonder if um this is terribly this is terribly racist of me um, I wonder if she has to be ordained by the Pope first. <laughs> no. I wonder if that's the stopgap. It's not. Uh, I mean, if she doesn't... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna, just going to say, if she doesn't actually make it in now, is there's probably going to be a huge right-wing uproar in Italy, is there not? Oh, good. Fucking, I love right-wing uproars. Put fascists in jail. Duh. It makes fascists uh, unable to run for office later in life. You should always <laughs> be pressing the gas button trying to get the fascists to overreach. Um, but get them it, to show their hand early. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair point. But uh, I don't know. I don't think it'll happen. I think she's in. I, I'm just saying it just for like technically correct sense. She's she's right. in. You know what I mean? No. Mid- how, da- how dare you? How dare you interrupt me? Uh, I was gonna make a I was gonna make a comment that if if this were to transpire, if there were a right wing, you know, row, a right wing row, say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> what do you think it would? Uh, do you think it would be mostly the southern parts of Italy or the north? Because I know the there's north. a big divide in the country. It's got to be the north, right? Well, I've got no idea. I, I don't know. My, my mind initially went to the south because I know the southern parts are more agrarian. No, no, I know this for a fact. The north had the uh, the right wing surge a couple years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. And well, uh, that's good to know because I'm much more keen on supporting farmers. <laughs> <laughs> just as a bias. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the south is still just like the mafiosa, like unable to be governed thing it has been for like 70 80 years you know like there's been no headway on that ground i think what did they call the old um uh the old nostra. Oh, oh banditti the, yeah 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 um it just hasn't changed since then <laughs> it's basically the same i think it's like run by mafias right and so you can't govern it and it's basically uh a liberal, uh, a left liberal's uh, dream or a, a right liberal's dreams. What's the, what, what's, the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? On a political compass on the lower half, the, 
those are oh. what I imagine. Fucking, oh, uh, more libertarian. Yeah, any libertarian system just ends up in a mafioso system, and it's like unable to be like recaptured after through like diplomatic means too. You know I mean? Yeah, you got to stamp that stuff out. I don't think that's the path for Italy. I think it uh, it'll eventually just like grow itself out. But uh, maybe maybe this is one of its growing pains. Another one. Oh, um, mm. it's kind of had a kind of had a lot of them <laughs> yeah 2000 years of growing pains are we committing to italy now and then Pierre? yeah we might as well i uh, had a good segue but yeah let's keep going um yeah i uh i posted on my instagram story uh bella ciao today which is the uh song that uh workers used in the fields in the late 1890s and then partisans used uh when they were fighting mussolini and it, it means like beautiful goodbye or something like mm-hmm. that and it's like a, you know a goodbye to a lover and i'm off to go fucking fight people because <laughs> shit's real <laughs> oh. I, I love that shit uh but um uh you know fascist italy just uh, always brings to my mind the amount of coups and like cia shit that uh america has done to italy to keep them from becoming yeah. communists right and like communists yeah. could have fixed the ma- fixed the mafioso uh problems right like probably without mi- like okay not without violence with minimal violence right mm-hmm. like and um i don't know i think that's got to be a better alternative than what we're in now yeah if not if not you know um oppress them perhaps wean them into the system somehow Mm -hmm. you know by uh we're all just working together here you know yeah well like the mafia gets by because of disgruntled workers right they have like no other options no Uh that's how it gets by here right but like the mafia there is like entrenched nobility almost right it's just like these clans i like it's different in yeah, south italy you're not going to go out of your way to commit crimes if you can have a, a high quality life abiding by a communist government yeah exactly yeah not just being that sorry but yeah no it is definitely different there and you know we're just three fucking idiots from canada and we don't really know don't what it's know. like on the ground there yeah. <laughs> um, apparently there's a lot of migrants Oh, come on. I can't believe that. There's that. I think that's how she won. They say that everywhere, though, right? Like, <laughs> I just don't see these lot of migrants anywhere I go. <laughs> I only go in <laughs> southwestern Ontario. Um, yeah, and, and not but they to make any the of same... the metropolitan areas. <laughs> no, I go there. I go to Toronto all the time, but the, yeah. not recently. <laughs> um, just a straight-up lie. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not a problem here. And they make the same, the reactionaries make the same complaint here. And liberals, like, have admitted it's like their uh, government policy here that they want Canada to have a population of 100 million by 2100. And that can mm-hmm. only be achieved by mass uh, immigration, right? Like, immigration yeah. beyond what we're doing right now, right? And so for them to be complaining about, like, what we're doing, they're, it's like, well, like, you're, like, totally not on board with what we were planning then, right? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Did our government really say that? 100 million by 2100 is the official policy right now. That would, what, wow. require every couple to churn out 
No, God, six no. kids. kids. <laughs> that would re- that would require I don't know twenty million Indians. <laughs> I mean, with climate re- refugees, years. we might just get there. We probably yeah. will get there. <laughs> probably before twenty one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I saw. Uh, what's her name again? Is it Gloria? Not Gloria. Which one? The Italian prime minister to be. Oh, uh, it's really. Uh, it's very what? Italian. Yeah, it's so Italian. I'm gonna go we'll call it. her Gloria, so we don't have to hear your mechanical keyboard. <laughs> well, no, that's why I'm just gonna call her Gloria. <laughs> she was uh, going off on Macron. Macron. Yeah. She was like, "Oh, all Who these is Africans." The president of are... France. Sorry. Yeah. All these Africans are leaving Africa because of French policies and French colonialism, and it's France's fault. And France should take the refugees. Not Italy. I was like, I don't know, homie. Didn't your like great grandfather want to turn Northern Africa into an Italian lake? That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the the lady's name I I'm gonna give it my best go is Georgia Meloni. <laughs> Georgia. Hey, it sounded I tied. Did you pinch your hands too? <laughs> I did. I I gave it the little the little wave. I there, I feel like there's a there's a name for that gesture, but I've forgotten it. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it's called, for sure. The the little meatball. I don't know. Yeah, there was, um, there was a there was a lesson on it on the last Eurovision, but uh, if you can believe it, I I threw that out of my mind. <laughs> Deleted. Okay, not important. No, not important at all. I don't even remember who won. Um, yep, I got nothing. <laughs> Spain came in second. The, was it England? Did England win? No, no, of course it was Ukraine. It was the Ukraine. Of course oh, it was the right. Ukraine. They won by a stupid, the popular vote just exploded them into first. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, oh, you're up. Just reading so, about this. I want to know why she's not. Because I'm right. Mario Draghi is uh, prime minister right now. So, like... Uh-huh. Uh, why is there a, a delay? What's up with this? And the right alliance is strong in the north. I'm reading on BBC ah. right now. Yeah. Scary. That's right. the industry they've got. Right around Venice and Milan. I thought it was more mm. just Milan, but it's Venice as well. Good thing I didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, no reasons here. That's kind of scary, because that probably means she's just playing up the fears of Venetians who are all worried about falling into the ocean. Oh, she got 26% of the vote. Dude, oh. I, I don't know if she's going to become prime minister. Yeah. Yeah, a coalition could stomp that out pretty easy. Yeah. No, I think she's part of a coalition. What's I the coalition? So. She's heading a coalition. Um, where's my phone? Stinky poo poo right wing <laughs> dummies. Yeah, We're just so unprepared that. on this fucking bit. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what we do best, though. I gotta bring things down to earth, all right? Y'all too highfalutin with your political jargon. I gotta, I gotta bring things down for the every person. All right, what you got? Um, fascism is bad. <laughs> I disagree. No, you well, don't. you're stuck. You're dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's stuck between stupid and dumb. 
I thought you just like disappeared into the technical void there. You were just that like, would uh, that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, Julian's comment just obliterated me. I missed it. <laughs> I like fascism. <laughs> Can no longer compute. Friendship is ruined. That's fine. <laughs> What? No, man. We can't. We have. We we can't end our friendship over political differences. Yeah, absolutely, we can. I, I, we have to be like Bob and Sally in that cartoon, who disagree on stuff, but they're still friends. Dude, uh, what? There's this great German saying that if there's uh, ten people in uh, at a table and one of them's a fascist, there's ten fascists at that table. <laughs> I want to be at yeah. that table. I want to be at that table. Punching people in the face. It's probably a very interesting table to be at. It means you can't coexist with fascists, right? Because fascists don't care about reality. They don't care about debate. They don't care about building to a better future. They want to kill people, and they want to kill people for racial ideology and for resources and for racial purity reasons. It's, it's nonsense to like uh, do diplomacy with them in good faith, right? Like <laughs> they should be deplatformed wherever they're found uh every uh option that can be found against them should be like uh any dirt that can be dug up against them should be blown well out of proportion you know like fascists should be like actively fought against by the government all the time their political rights should not exist i'm totally <laughs> for that right like <laughs> here here yeah, i'm in agreement i'm i'm convinced now you've talked me out of it I'm just I'm being a goof here, folks. I don't actually think there's anything worthwhile within the fascist ideology. Yeah, no, there, there's just nothing. It's uh, it's such an old argument, and they just don't care about actual debate, right? And they they take the time to make a mockery of words and logic and rational debate because they want to confuse their followers who are desperate and you know poor. And just hungry. like insurance companies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So no, they they really do just prey on the people most fucked over by the system as it is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sorry, it sounded like you were going somewhere, DJ. I was just gonna reel things back in and ask you too if if you think it sounds like Italy's taking shots at France. No, Italy can't take shots at France. I mean France is Not. the biggest, baddest motherfucker in that neighborhood by like a, a big bad <laughs> a bunch, you know. Like, yeah. Could you could Germany, you enlighten us? Germany has no gas. Um, nuclear subs with nuclear missiles, right? Their tank force, their uh, oh, their system of colonies and dependencies who give them gold and resources all the time. Their okay. Their fort of nuclear power plants that they've stationed along their ba uh, border. Their professional uh, army that numbers greater than like the almost the rest of Europe combined, right? Like going on and on and on. The French are the biggest, baddest motherfuckers in that neighborhood by a bit. Like, mm -hmm. they but are I the victors see... of the last war. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I suppose I could see Italy, well, maybe not fatally, but I could see them destabilizing the EU significantly. Nah, they're best in bet. Poland. They, Poland uh, definitely could, and it it will behoove Poland to destabilize everything. I think. 
But um, it'll, the Italians, I just don't disagree. Sorry, I just disagree. They need peace in the Mediterranean so they can get the resources flowing so that their economy can continue to build at the uh, percentage that makes them more competitive over time. And th uh, that's through peace. You, do, you don't do that through disrupting things, right? Whereas Poland's looking to expand. They're looking to grab shit off a dying empire. Different game. <laughs> what would they grab, do you think? cities to the east looking to get oil eventually probably never getting anywhere close to it hmm. um, would you try and take a big bite out of germany that'd be funny a uh, germany uh, yeah. i think poland's like getting a little uh like pulling at their sweater a bit getting a little sweaty about germany rearming all of a sudden <laughs> and yeah. uh Germany has a government that's uh, like set up to be to like shackle it right to like put a, a millstone around its neck to really hamper its ability to do anything it's a mm -hmm. decentralized federalized state right that's just like it's like a machine there's no real people at any helm ever right like a Angela Merkel led the Christian Democratic Union which led the uh the alliance of a uh, parliament it's like such a, a faceless soulless organization it's so german in essence <laughs> right like, and uh in an instance if they got scared enough right they'd just be like we're gonna crank everything back on and just put out like a bunch of tanks in a year right like yeah and they'd be scary and they uh but i i, yeah, I don't they... think they're going to they're uh they're like shell-shocked from uh, as a as a population from the last war they'll never go on the offensive again i think um the, the polish though they will for sure they're gonna go they're they're buying tanks planning for their next go those abrams that they bought those 190 abrams i've spoke about uh, before mm -hmm. uh, they're thinking as soon as we get those we're going i think is my uh is my bet <laughs> It's 2023, 2024. Have a go at Russia, you think? Yeah. I yeah. mean, w w that's such a, it's an age-old tactic, you know, let your let your homies on the border duke it out, and then once everyone's tired, you roll in with 190 Abrams. It's, <laughs> it's a classic tactic. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Sun Tzu said that, actually. Yeah. Roll east Probably. with 190 Abrams while the yep. sun is in the Russian's eyes. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think of my favorite fucking. Uh, as, oh, there it is. The Strategicon of Maurice. That's where I, uh, I think of the the advice: don't fight your enemies. It's uh, and the advice is not just don't fight your enemies. It's if you fight your enemies the next fight you'll have less men right it's not just like the sage saying through time mm -hmm. don't do this right it's like don't because and you go ah <laughs> right like i like that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah cause and effect hey yeah, <laughs> the strategy the strategy con is uh is fun it's a fun little worth the read if uh if you have time my favorite is the uh, Stratonomicon. What's that? 
Um, it's in the works. I'm still working so, on it. It's a book about resurrecting dead strategies. Yeah, uh, it's a book on how to get Sun Tzu back and, uh, <laughs> you know, catch him up on all the modern warfare and then say, oh, so what do we do? You've got friend. boats that go underwater? <laughs> I had a friend. Uh, his name's Chen, Chen Feng. Uh, he, he doesn't talk to Chen. me and doesn't talk to me anymore. I, uh, I miss Chen. But anyways, he told me Sun Tzu. Uh, it should be pronounced Swinza. And I've always, it's always fucked me up ever since. Yeah. Swinza. Like, why did the... Who wrote the letters S-U-N if it makes a swin sound? Or has it changed since those letters <laughs> got written down? Just so yeah. much I don't know about Chinese. Yeah, that's a whole... Uh, that's a whole linguistic phenomenon. Just... That we just don't have enough time to unpack, nor do we Care at <laughs> have all. the knowledge. Yeah. Um, you, let's uh, let's get into the. It's, we're already at twenty-one minutes here. We haven't even hit the uh, the main topic yet. So. So speaking of libertarians. <laughs> yeah, was good segue. Was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sun Tzu was a libertarian. Clarification <laughs> there. I Sun Tzu mean... was a fascist. No fucking doubt. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyways, you. Uh, I think you have the most to say, Julian. So I'm just gonna let you yeah. have the floor. Speaking of libertarians, we're gonna talk about Perrier Paul Polivier. How was it pronounced? Pierre Polivier. Polivier. No, I can't do it. Go poi, ahead. Uh, poi something. Poiliev. 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 If you want to be American about it. Yes. Apparently, his nickname is Skippy. It was Skippy when he got into MP early. That's fucking hilarious. Is nobody calling him Skippy anymore? I doubt it, man. He's leading the uh, the fucking conservative caucus. (laughs) Uh, Let's bring back Skippy. Hey, Skippy. Skippy. I've also referred to him or seen him referred to as Mr. PP, which I love. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh. That's decimating, honestly. Yep. <laughs> no way he wins an election with that kind of fucking... That's like that scene from The Simpsons where he's like, you can't name him that. What if uh, What if they call him Duh Duh? And then she goes, what about Bart? And he goes, Bart. Bart? Nothing, right? Nothing rhymes with Bart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our new, our new head of the Conservative Caucus, the head of, I guess, basically the Conservative Party of Canada... The uh, majority opposition party. Yeah. Yeah, technically the head of the majority, or the opposition uh-huh, party. Uh-huh. Leading um, the shadow government, which I just want to have a, a small aside and say what a lovely thing to call the opposition party. <laughs> Why do we call it the shadow government? That's so creepy. Yeah, I was actually not even familiar with that term. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> The, 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 the opposition they pick out they pick out ministers called shadow ministers because they shadow people oh, yeah right be, be, so that if they win the government they they already know who's going where yeah so because this dude was uh, he was the shadow minister for he used to be the, uh, the a minister in Harper's government I think yeah and so. um, and then he was like the the shadow minister of finance or something. There's, and, this, uh, there's this great bit from uh, uh, Yes Minister, 
where uh, which is a show, a comedy show from the '80s, an English one. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, sounds like it. And they, <laughs> you fucked me up. Sorry, uh, right. we're both <laughs> in love with that name for a show. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. But at one point, there uh, an election happens, and uh, they're uh, they're talking about how the undersecretaries are running everything the whole time, and the the secretary goes, "Well, you know, mm-hmm. Her Majesty likes to have her government functioning, whether or not the people or the uh, government ministers care, which is never right." So like, yeah. I like that. <laughs> And so the shadow ministers is like, it's a nice little touch, you know, maybe there will be minimal disruption, but I, I think it's largely irrelevant and kind of creepy too. Right. Sorry, I interrupted well, what you were saying for that though. Yeah. Well, you could have called them anything else. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I'm not faulting them on it. I'm just saying it's creepy. It's creepy <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. And uh, it, it's implied that it only goes back and forth between the liberals and the conservatives. I think it implies yeah. that as well, yes. too. Basically. Which is, you know, uh, further evidence that Canada is a fascistic system, right? Like, uh, <laughs> monarchy is a fascism, right? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I should not get any flack when I say that. A monarchy is a fascism. We are a monarchy. And uh, we just happen to have a liberal government representing us towards our fascist fucking overlords, right? Like just a, a liberal mask. Yeah. yeah. Smiling corporate. <laughs> yeah, it's just the happy face from Walmart. Yeah. Except it's got Trudeau's <laughs> yeah. crappy hair on top. Sam's Club. <laughs> it's every um, Karen at any desk ever who has told you that, that this is just the system, you know, like... Please just sit down. It's like, oh, yeah. just be quiet. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about uh, Poiliev because, well, it was uh, it was announced today. There was a poll, and he is considered by Canadians to be the best choice as our next prime minister. Where was this poll from? Uh, I don't know. I saw it on Global News. I'm not sure who actually. That can't be right. Good enough. Ran the data. You can Google it. I'll I can't Google it. it. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, a little bit terrifying because I think it was only a couple days ago. Oof. Correct. Yeah. Everybody said, no, Trudeau's still good, but now the table's turned a little bit. Yeah. It really goes to show just how flippant Canadian voters are. (laughs) That's true. Just how willingly they'll go, ah, things aren't working. Let's go for the blue one this time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's, uh. It just shows how ignorant and stupid they are, in my opinion. Like, not to, like, shit on the everyman too much, but, like, there shouldn't be no excuse ever to vote for conservatives, right? Like, they just constantly have a middle finger pointed towards you and everyone you love, and they Mm -hmm. constantly want to, like, fist you in the ass, and then you want to vote for them, right? Like, at least the liberals are smiling while they're trying to fist you in the ass, right? The the conservatives... (laughs) flip you off the whole time while they do it right like the tough love i guess will tell you this won't hurt yes the conservatives say shut up bitch you know what i mean like, <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry there should have been a trigger warning on that like fuck um but you know i uh, i was gonna do this bit at the end that uh, uh but i'm gonna bring it out now Jagmeet Singh needs to step the fuck down. This is a uh, a critical opportunity 
and uh, like not like not to be racist, but Canadians are racist, and I don't think he can win. You know what I mean? But, he, but he's so close to getting the maximum pension amount. Wow. Um, <laughs> give it to him, honestly, if that's what he wants. But I doubt that's what he wants. He seems hell-bent on power, and that's just nonsense. He's not winning, right? Like, Yeah. It's unfortunate, I, but that is kind of the reality of the situation, I think. I got banned on the Reddit NDP page for saying that. <laughs> I, like, I said, Canadians are racist. He will not win, right? And I got responded to. The only response that I felt was worth, uh, like, responding to, but I couldn't because I got banned, uh, was uh, there was one guy who said, well, like, some of us feel that power is never achievable, right? And that, like, kind of like the Ray days, right? Which is yeah. referencing Bob Ray in the early 90s, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's Ontario power. Like, do you understand how insignificant Ontario power is compared to federal power? Uh. We could do nonsense with federal power. L- listen to this, right? Uh, we sue uh, the federal government, sues the federal government, chooses the lawyers from each side, chooses mm-hmm. how much resources uh, can be devoted to each side, and then... Uh, poses questions that are like uh is the decision uh by the supreme court uh inconsistent with the charter right we can just have all these things changed right just without a vote ever right just through like Mm -hmm. judicial magic through force of argument right through like uh backdoor stabbing right and it would just require the prime ministership right it would just require a guy in a chair for like Four years, right? It would take no time at all. There is a, a huge debate about a section, uh, I can't remember, but the, the one that gives you uh, life, liberty, and security of the person, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, there are no positive rights. It's been ruled by the Supreme Court uh, associated with that, right? But who the hell decided that, right? It says life, liberty, and security of the person are guaranteed to me by my federal government, and I don't have any of those things, right? Uh-huh. And so I... Uh, I think the positive rights are something you could just sue, right? If you just gave, yeah. like, shitty first-year lawyers, uh, oh, my internet. Supreme Court got him good. <laughs> yeah. He just got oh, That sucks. It's okay. Yeah. You're here now. You're back. You're here now. How long ago did I go out? Uh, uh, like, ten seconds. <laughs> that's good. Yep. Uh, the point your was recording's made, still fine. Your recording is still fine, so it's all good. Yeah. We just will we'll sound a little disjointed. Um, a little bit, a little bit. But that's that's part of the indie charm, everyone. Yeah. Please please keep listening. There's, yes. there's a half hour or more. We're an independent podcast. We're not sponsored by big banks like other podcasts. You know, I'm sorry for the tangent. I know what we were talking about was important, and I want to come back to it. But I was reading today that pretty much all big podcasts are very professionally produced like oh, there yeah. are teams behind them oh yeah 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 i didn't know i didn't know they went to that scale i they thought are. it was just well you know you got better equipment as you went along like you leveled up but i mean some of them work like that i guess but yeah, very few of the, the same article i was reading was saying that pretty much all of the podcast industry is basically what we do these uh 
these uh, chat interview podcasts mm-hmm. um, where we're missing the interview part, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get yes. there. Yeah, interviews are boring. I uh, I think most people hate interviews. Oh, I disagree. But, uh, well, you know that's that's fair, but uh, I feel like interviews are only like seasonally or, or like um, seasonally is what I'm going to stick with. But I mean like uh, election times or things like that. When there's something important happening, I want to hear from the guy on the ground. But regularly, I just want to hear from you know like my couple of, uh, people that I I think have good takes on things. You know what I mean? The newscasters. Yeah. Uh, commentators <laughs> sure yes no there's a lot of podcasts that are just like in an actual physical studio that the podcasters yeah. have to drive to that's bonkers i know and we're just hanging out in our basements here doing this <laughs> yeah i mean hey gotta gotta start, start somewhere. somewhere yeah indie podcast maybe i'll work that into the opening from now on maybe that'll help maybe uh just don't let charles know yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the it, plot. Is, it is Charles' basement, after yes. all. Yes, the basement of the Gatto Institute. Uh-huh. Um, mean, um, they don't but I really digress. give us funding. Not really. They give us um, a basement. It's better than nothing. As long as you <laughs> keep away from the mold. Yeah. So I went on the uh, the Wikipedia pages of uh, Justin Trudeau and Pierre Polyev, because I... Uh-huh. Uh, I firmly believe that Wikipedia is enlightening in so many more ways than one, right? Because it's a battleground for your own perception when you when it's your own page, yeah. right? Like it's, it's tightly battle. regulated by mods, right? But it's also like it's, this constant uh, battle for what information is placed where. I too and uh, was also on Polyev's so, Wikipedia page. Yeah, and so uh, the I wanted to enunciate some differences between the two because I find they're uh, enlightening and so uh, Justin Trudeau uh, he just he he just has these things like um, his policies he calls them right like Mm -hmm. uh, and they're very aloof right like he he says he has a very socially uh, socially progressive policy focused Mm -hmm. around abortion rights and things like that he's trying to touch at socialism without ever touching it right he's touching it with a pole yeah and then and then there's pierre polyev on the other hand and he's got uh like a list and it it says political positions big block letters 36 size font i want to say and then an 18 size font every time (laughs) below that uh economic policy housing environment foreign social issues immigration and firearms right like Mm -hmm. it's it's like a a list of what fascist supporters might uh get fucking uh might not support somebody who's uh far right uh like they have to pass the uh they have to be part of the club right and those are like the top things Mm -hmm. the top four or five i want to say and then social issues is where he like he throws the uh like a bone to like yeah. regular people. He uh, says, I'm not uh, against I found it was interesting rights. that oh, his, uh, again. his policies or, or whatever they were labeled were all very, uh, just, just vague, just vague. And like, Oh, yeah. ha, 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 ha. Do we support housing? Yeah. They're vague. We like houses. And he'll both sides it too. Like, Absolutely. He was at the convoy protests, the freedom convoy, and he's like, oh, no, mm. these are some good people who are doing good things, but not the bad ones. I don't like the bad ones. Right? 
exactly. That that was the whole section about that. Uh, yeah. About that convoy, it was he supported it, but he didn't support the bad parts. Yeah. <laughs> of it. Yeah, incredible move, fantastic move. That's politics, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna kill myself. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm we'll, the reason we'll this. To... Thi- yeah, we'll talk to Charles. That's so funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm the reason this show isn't professional anymore. It, like two weeks ago, you couldn't tell that this anymore. Was just... Yeah, c- like because I've messed it up. Yeah, two I don't weeks think we ever got there. Yeah, no, two weeks ago it was seamless, right? Like you couldn't tell that we were just like three guys on three different computers in three different basements trying to put together three different audio clips, you know? <laughs> but, uh, and now because I've messed up two weeks ago, last week it was really jarring. It was like, oh, well, somebody messed up. You uh, you did a nice job uh, not showing that it was obviously me and, like, that I messed it up for a while and it was really <laughs> jarring for all of us. I appreciate that. But, like, it's going to be noticeable again this week and the pattern will show our audience that I'm the moron I'm no. the cause of all problems yeah <laughs> you just got Charles gave you the shitty computer because you won't buy a new one because that's it he just he shouldn't have, you shouldn't have told him his pants were ugly dude <laughs> yeah I know he you likes should... to rock those corduroys but just let him do it you shouldn't have told him that shooting three under par is stupid yeah yeah what uh <laughs> golf games week where did I cut out on Pierre Polyab? Because I just wanted to fucking finish this thing on the the uh, abortion rights. Oh, um, you were right in the middle of uh, 36 point block font, 18 point subheading. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, you got through the policies. Yeah, okay, perfect. Because like the uh, Pierre Polyab, uh, in comparison, has political positions and they're economic policy, housing, environment, foreign, social issues. Anyways, uh, social issues is right. what I want to talk about. Uh, the the okay. bit I did about the, the, the policies, the sorry, the political positions he has, is those are like a checklist for fascists, right? Like, does he support my uh, right oh. to not be taxed? Does he support uh, my right to, anyways, on and on. Uh, Kill immigrants, but, yes. Yeah, basically. The social issues, he says he uh, is not anti-abortion, but what he actually says is uh, he's for open votes within his caucus, which means that if he's ah. in power, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you two get it right away. I, I don't know if our audience will, though, which it just means if he's in power, he'll have uh, his people underneath him, the conservative people underneath him will have the ability to have votes on whatever they want. And so if they decide that they want to have abortion rights restricted, they can do that, right? And that's on the record on Wikipedia right after he is, uh, I'm against uh, taking back abortion rights. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like we said, he's playing both sides perfectly. I don't know about perfectly. Yeah, I I loved all the little, the peppering of low-income housing that he's uh, so supportive of. But that he wants to tear down all of these, you know, publicly funded institutes in order to build all of this low-income housing. Yeah. Yeah, let's replace schools with low-income housing. No, that would be Doug Ford's move. I think he's. I think he's already done it. <laughs> he's about to. He's trying to do it with hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a. We could probably do a whole episode on Doug Ford. Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll mull we that should. One over. 
We should. Where's Doug deserves it. beers, doggy? <laughs> Where are they? We're still waiting, prick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. The dollar's fucking useless now. Who could have foreseen that? Everybody. Yeah. You know, it's actually Everybody pretty did. stable, which is crazy. It's just inflation's dumb. I mean, our, our dollar's not doing that hot against the American one right now. Yeah, our, it doesn't change. No, yeah, it's stable against the dollar, right? But all uh-huh. dollars are worth less. Yeah, right? exactly. It's a lot less. A and lot less, yeah. And are going to continue. Like I said to my dad the other day, I don't worry about my debt so much because inflation's going to be 10% at least every year for the next five years, right? Uh-huh. And at the end of that, money's just not as worth as much as it was. It's just different. You know what I mean? It'll yep. feel different. Like, yep. Debt Start for it in water, folks. Debt is the biggest protection <laughs> against inflation. As soon as I get out of this debt, I intend to like take on a, a much bigger debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sound financial advice here from Left Luck. Yeah. yeah, not only do we provide hot singers, uh, we also provide sound financial investment advice. Um, e-transfer us for this counseling, please. Yep, uh, we're all targeted. This is not a scam. Accounts. Don't forget the three digits on the back Sub-stack. of the card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I, t- I take my, uh, my economic uh, vision from Julius Caesar. You know, you just take on so much debt that eventually you got to do something incredible or else your debtors are going to enslave you. <laughs> Creditors, sorry. Yeah, you become too big to fail. Exactly. That's yeah. what Trump they did. said what happened. It is what Trump did. And there's actually there's one other, I guess it's kind of financial related thing to Poiliev, Pele Poiliev that I want to mention. Back in, I think it was March, he told everybody to buy cryptocurrency because it'll be a hedge against inflation. He mm-hmm. still holds that position. Mm-hmm. And then cryptocurrency just imploded shortly after. Yeah, I think we were all on the record that we were against that because we knew it would crash, right? Like, it has to crash. I don't know it's if it's on record anywhere, but... I, I think I'm at, back in episode one talking shit about <laughs> cryptocurrencies. At least I hope I am. My, you're in there somewhere talking about it. You're on the record now, for sure. Like, a currency is like a, a king thing, right? Like a king stamping his face on a coin. And for me to accept, like, some guy on the internet to be my currency maker, that's so shady as fuck, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. just just the story just doesn't make any sense. Just, it's a grift. It is a it's game. always been a grift. There's so much potential. But I won't get into that right now because it has become a grift. Like, the big investors can buy as much cryptocurrency as they want. Therefore, it, yeah. it's useless. <laughs> they got to be national uh cryptocurrencies basically is what i think get rid of dollars just yeah. go well even even national currencies can be manipulated and imploded by other currencies right yeah but like at least then we like socially get to vote on that and it's like yeah it affects <laughs> us all it, that's like, true say for instance like we did get bullied in the market by some huge market makers as uh the canadians uh crypto dollar or whatever we're talking about um mm-hmm. Even if that happened, we're a country. We could just be like, nah, fuck it. We don't want to, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and then what are they going to do? Come get us, right? Like, no. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. Collect our debts. 
There was that, and there was one other thing Pierre was in the news for. Oh, the did you guys see the comments some guy made about his wife? No. This uh, So Pierre, he was supporting the Freedom Convoy, and he shook hands with, I want to say his name is like Jeremy McKenzie or something like that. Okay. Sure. He's the founder of this alt-right group in Canada called Diagalon. Yuck. Diagalon? That, yeah, that's as much as I know about them. I gotta but, Google uh, that. That's a terrible name. I, I disagree. I kind of like the name. But anyways, this guy, Mackenzie, went on a podcast. And they started talking about Pierre's wife, and they said, we should rape her. And what? Oh! Yeah. Yep. And this is a guy that, like, had... With like a couple months ago, had shaken Pierre's hand and said, "Yeah, you're going to do great as conservative uh, leader because you know you hold all of our views on the alt right." And then, Whew. really, yeah, said that yeah. on the internet. The RCMP arrested him for other stuff, remarkably. But uh, yeah, I hope really? uh, Pierre is kind of rethinking his strategies here. I mean, he's probably not, but he's not at all. But like, that's the uh, that is the strategy, right? It's like to try to ride the tiger of the most virulent, the, the most disgusting <laughs> elements of our society, right? Like, yep. And then what are you, you going to do? Let go of the tail once you're riding the tiger? No, you're on that tiger now. That's it, yeah, right? You're Bread stuck, and buddy. butter. <laughs> what we? What is the left and liberals going to accept this guy with open arms if he like? <laughs> waves the flag of surrender now, right? Like, don't think so. I mean, he could pull a Harperite turn and just be like a milk toast conservative leader from here on out. But I feel Harper like that's probably done... what's gonna happen. Oh, Harper is terrible, but like, I guess I, I don't want to be like, oh, Harper's so bad. Well, like an actual fascist could win, but like, <laughs> yeah, I really don't like Harper at the same time. You know what I mean, like, he's oh, that, of course. He's that fuck you conservative, right? He's that, uh, he's that, uh, uh I think nothing of you and your intelligence, and I can just blatantly lie to you because you're a fucking moron, and all uh -huh. people are morons. That's the type of person those conservatives are, right? I, I mm -hmm. kind of feel like that's what Polyev is trying to do, is just he's trying to whitewash all of the, you know, the, the bad things out of his, you know, whatever. Like, oh, ha, 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 ha. No, I'm just a, a nice, squeaky clean conservative. Please vote for me. No, yeah. I disagree, because uh, Harper captures the entire conservative crowd with that fuck you, uh, you know, hard work, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, we need to balance the budget kind of conservatism, right? Where, uh -huh. uh, whereas Pierre Polyev is trying to get a, a very select crowd to dance for him. He's trying to dog whistle to fascists, right, so that the fascists will do his like bidding amongst the regular populace right because like mm. they're they're the most politically active of their uh their social groups right and they're also a very networked into conservative groups so as if a fa if the fascists uh, get really behind somebody that becomes the conservative leader but it's hard to maintain because like everybody else from a including the conservative ends of the spectrum then go to war with that leader right mm -hmm. because <laughs> yeah fuck and the that. cycle begins anew yeah exactly so i think this guy doesn't have legs uh, looking at the uh the, the polls he was only up three percent 34 31 was what i saw hmm. and justin trudeau still got 31 percent approval rating after like 10 15 years in power or whatever 
and doing absolutely nothing the entire time. It's incredible. <laughs> He's a boy wonder. I, uh, I mean... He's writing I do, that name well. I do have to give it up for him for legalizing marijuana. That was that nice. Was, that was nice. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Christian Freeland actually did that, really, right? And uh, yeah. she's never going to see an ounce of credit from that. Uh, she, there's talks of her running in the prime minister when uh, Justin Tru- for the prime minister when Trudeau steps down. Mm-hmm. I I Oof. hope she does. I God, I hope she does. I want to because I was just racist when I said uh, Jagmeet Singh could never win. Now I'm gonna be sexist <laughs> and say Christian Freeland would get absolutely wrecked in a general election. Canadians yeah. are much more sexist than they are fucking racist. I heard that, uh, and this is only tangentially related, I heard that his uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, Jody something, is actually kind of secretly one of the one of the forerunners to, you know, steal his job, for lack of a better term. Sorry, uh, I don't know. I, I don't do, I don't go in for criminal, Kremlinology. I find uh. it... Uh, I find it depressing and Wait, not interesting. What you else study is it? the Kremlin, man? There's all those cool like colors and spirals on top. No, that's I the studies that of palace coups. What's the foreign minister you said, right? Yeah. I'll go look at them up. I don't remember her name. I just read an article recently saying that there was a lot of support within the party for her as opposed to uh, Freeland. Oh, she's beautiful. She could win. <laughs> Uh, You're totally reversing on what you just said now. <laughs> well, yeah, but Christian Freeland is like, you know, she's the granddaughter of a Nazi. Yeah, she's no, she's like, I don't know, she's great at the job. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to get across. But like, no one cares. She's great at the job. No and one her cares. Job is doing Trudeau's job. Yeah, no one cares. the the job the the job to win the prime ministership is to be the most likable of the three people, right? Mm-hmm. And a middle-aged woman who's really good at administrating work is, like, the least likable personality I could come up with if I was a writer, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, uh, Poiliev won the, uh, the caucus race by a stupid margin. Ridiculous. It, he had something like 65% of the vote. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the next the next biggest bracket was, uh, I've totally, I don't even care who it was. It was, they had a 20%. So, like, <laughs> literally, every conservative within the party went, yeah, that dude. Yeah, he can do it. That, that populist a-hole. Yeah. They'll do. They look, they sound enough like Trump. That's what we need right now. That is what canadians want (sighs) it's what they want but lord they're gonna pay for it i think this is i mean it's not a new theory but canadian prime ministers i feel have been on kind of a four-year lag behind american presidents Mm. like harper was kind of our bush and then trudeau was kind of our obama and we're i think we're kind of due for a trump figure of some sort no we're skipping it we're skipping it skipping it yeah Um, no trudeau is gonna be uh Obama and right through to Biden, and we're just gonna miss that whole wave. I think <laughs> Trudeau's got another five years in him. I I truly believe. What when's the next election that he's up for? 
Like that he Ooh, has that to depends call. on what he wants. Yeah, he no, he he's not calling it until he <laughs> has to, right? I would think. Hey, uh, that's what I would have thought in the middle of a pandemic, but he proved me wrong. <laughs> I might have turned out to be smart, honestly. I'm not saying it wasn't smart. I'm just saying he calls him when he wants him now. It's been proven. I guess, but like, uh, for me, the best thing to do to fight Pierre Polyev is to keep him in the news as long as possible while he's not in power. Because that guy is just so impersonal. He's such a little dweeb, right? I want to beat him up and put him in a locker every time he, I, wa- I watch him do an interview. He does look like a skippy. Yeah. yeah. How could you ever uh, get a bunch of raving chimps, you know, fascists we're talking about, <laughs> to mm-hmm. bow down to someone who, like, I look like, looks like I should be given a wedgie to, you know what I mean? Like, I, no. it, it's probably, boy. yeah, it's, I have a feeling it's not so much this, this person will lead as this person will F up the system enough for somebody more powerful to boot them out of the way. No, I think uh, what will happen is uh, the liberals will get scared enough that they'll make another kind of deal with the NDP, something like we saw with the dental care recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they'll do. Decriminalize drugs and advance the timeline on dental care would be my fucking go-to. But I don't know what they'll do, but that's what I, I, I think will happen. Uh, they're two, the two parties are not separate, right? The, the no. goal is to keep it the game going back and forth if uh, yeah they're joined at the hip if a super conservative comes out then the game's over that's no good oh no we have to play <laughs> with the leftists now that's not fun <laughs> exactly yeah. they keep telling us to share our toys yeah. <laughs> have morals how dare they as long as the game is ongoing they can ignore leftists like even existing right like mm-hmm. well not if we kick up enough of a stink with this podcast no, leftists are their own undoing because, like, more than half of us always are just like willing to take uh, any crumb from the Lord's table to help, you know, the suffering of others because we're mm-hmm. so driven by our empathy and compassion that it becomes the undoing of our decentralized network. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, how's the phrase go? Um, well, I'm totally blanking on the word. In for a penny, in for a pound? Huh. No, not quite. Um, <laughs> I can keep going. No, yeah, keep going. I'm I'm still struggling on the word here. Uh, you you the, made the thing that ants arms. do. Jacob, help me out. The things that ants do. They 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 share everything. I don't know, man. Ah, uh, I was literally thinking of the word earlier. Whatever. I've I've ruined this all. Charles is gonna beat me later. He doesn't listen to these. Oh, thank You've God. Got- You've got five minutes to remember it. No. Yeah. We'll just sit here in silence for five minutes. <laughs> no, what, got a, five, what an outro. We've got five <laughs> minutes. We're doing the Top Gun bit to end the episode. Oh, yeah. Take it away. For sure. So there's this famous thing on YouTube, and it's uh, Quentin Tarantino. And I don't know if it's from a movie or something. I don't know what it's from, but he's talking to somebody, and it's like this extended talking bit where he's talking about Top Gun 1. And he says... You know, you think Top Gun 1's about fighter pilots? No. Top Gun 1's about a man dealing with his own homosexuality, right? And he goes, he talks about how uh, the other guy in the, the top flight school, Iceman, Iceman rep- yep. represents like the uh, the homosexual uh, desire or uh, 
what's the word, uh, corruption or uh, whatever. You get what I'm going for, audience. And then, uh, <laughs> and that there's the uh, there's this beautiful woman who represents like heterosexuality and the right path, and that. Uh, Tom Cruise like goes to her house at one point and uh, he showers there and it looks like they're gonna have sex but they don't have sex and then uh, he leaves and then in the next scene she dresses like a man and then he, uh, he makes out with her right away right it's like just so obviously about homosexuality that first movie right it's uh, it's funny right but jets are cool right so I uh, <laughs> absolutely but uh, Top Gun 2 even more gay, in my opinion. So, in the first Top Gun, Goose dies, right? Ta- uh, Maverick's, fuck, the main character, Maverick's uh, wingman or whatever, his uh, right. his flight buddy, right? When they're, The one who sits behind him. Yeah. yeah the top. Knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the top. Wow. I've never thought of it that way. That's correct. <laughs> I guess, is Tom Cruise a switch? I just... I. I'm not LGBT enough for that. I'm going to leave that. I, I think uh, armchair SJWs would just mock me if I tried to go for it. I mean, uh, you probably. did refer to homosexuality as corruption, and you, you did refer to heterosexuality as the right choice. Just to No, 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 but I didn't mean it that way, right? Like, I know, I, I know, I know. <laughs> that's how the movie presents it, right? Like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyways, so in, in this movie, he's, like, looking out for his gay son, right? Like, Goose's, uh, son is, like, the, one of the people who goes on this really dangerous mission that makes up the, the drama of Top Gun 2, right? And so Uh there's that. And then also, Iceman has throat cancer, right? And is, like, dying. So his gay lover is dying, right? And he, like, goes to visit him, and the gay lover gives him advice on how to deal with his gay son, it's just so fucking way more gay than Top Gun 1 was, and I thought it was so hilarious. <laughs> but um, I, I, what I, what, why I really brought it up, though, was to shit on Top Gun 2, because it's such a ridiculous movie. It's such, Amer- it's such American propaganda. Um, the mission of the movie is that these uh, F-16s got to fly through 18s. this... F-18s? I think so. Whatever. The Hornets. That fly yeah. from car- carriers. I think you're. I think you're right. Now that I'm saying it, um, they uh, they gotta fly through this like trench system. That's kind of like the uh, Star Wars Episode Four going for the Death Star, and then they exactly. gotta. It's exactly like Episode Four. Actually, they gotta go through a trench system and drop a bomb on a weak point, and it blows up. And the weak point is like uh, a vent for a, a uranium enriching thing, right? Yep. It's like. <laughs> The, the enemy is obviously supposed to be Iran, right? Like, because yes. if it's an enemy that's developing nuclear weapons that has these kinds of... Uh, Mountains. Uh, <laughs> mount, yeah, has those kinds of uh, geography, right? One good point. But also the, uh, the technological capability that they show. It can only be uh, Iran that they're trying to portray as the enemy in this, con- in this movie, right? And it's so ridiculous because... Iran doesn't have any fifth generation fighters, and America's like, oh, we gotta use our fourth generation fighters against these big bad fifth generation fighters, and America is just like overflowing with these fifth generation fighters that are invisible on radar, <laughs> that can turn on a dime in midair, right? Like, there's a scene in the movie where uh, 
the enemy pilot is behind Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise uses flares to stop a missile, and then mm-hmm. gets behind the enemy and fires his own missile, and the other guy just uses his crazy jet shit to flip the air and flip the jet in midair, and it, and then all of a sudden he's behind Tom Cruise again, right? And that's what a fifth generation jet can do. It changes the angle of the jet at the back, right? And then it just allows it to like skate through the air, just like magically beautifully almost right and they're per- the movie is portraying like this big bad enemy that america is facing has endless resources of these fifth generation fighters and it's basically only america that has these fighters right and these fighters are magically unavailable for this mission right i just wanted to shit all over that movie it's <laughs> such a cia propaganda it's so, it's so disgusting they got to make the usa look like the underdogs I missed. I forgot about. I forgot to talk about the beach scene when I was talking about the gayness too. That's all right. Fuck it. Yeah. No. Well, that... hey, if there was a beach scene, we can just imagine it. <laughs> lots of lots of abs. Yeah. No. He's he's playing volleyball on the beach, and like when he's supposed to be going to that woman's house for the date. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, Maverick, where are you going? What about like just one more game? We'll tie it up." Like. How many games have you guys played? <laughs> They've been at the beach all day. All right. I know. Like, uh, boys' day out. Come on. <laughs> just, just for a lighter end of the story. Apparently, Tom Cruise. They, uh, for the second movie, there's a beach scene where they all, uh, you know, take off the tops and they all starve themselves for months on end to look perfect for this role, right? Uh-huh. And uh, the day it happened, they shot it, and then that night they went, all went drinking, right? And apparently at 1 in the morning, Tom Cruise came bursting in and yelled at everybody that, we're doing the scene again, right? Like, <laughs> and, um, and so, like, everybody, like, went and, like, purged themselves. They had been drinking, and they, they didn't want to look flabby on camera, so they had, like, get themselves back to where they were 12 hours before when they were suffering, like, in that That's disgusting. Tom Cruise, yeah. everybody. Yeah, that guy's a maniac, but... He is a maniac. Mad respect. No respect. Respect just because he's so committed. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just crazy. He's just been in the spotlight for too long. Like, when when did the Outsiders happen? I think that was his first break. That's like 50 years ago. Oof. I got no idea. Well, it's for the best, because, uh, hey, that's an hour, folks. That's yep. an hour. Yep, and we're not doing any unpaid work. So, that's uh, that's this week's wait, wait, episode wait. of Left Look. Charles pays you? Uh, I mean, but sh- let's discuss this off mic, maybe. No, wait, uh, wait. I feel, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not much. Okay, but what? He, you're telling me you you paid? Yeah, he paid. What, what are you going to tell me next? You get to leave? <laughs> Don't do this to me, Julian. Yeah, no, I get to leave. I'm paid in saltines, and I am out of here. <sighs> oh, no.